It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. They'll hang on the dogs. They are going to hang on. Mark this date down, Western Bulldogs fans. I've been wanting to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs go through to a grand final. Can you believe it? Welcome to episode five of the Kennel Cough. My name's Caleb Scanlon, and joining me in the studio is a very ill Neve Felton. Hello. Neve. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, delayed onset AFL X fever, <laughs> is what the doctor told me. Uh, yeah, just added to the injury list of the dogs. I you? know, right? I'm saying, well, not that I am. I mean, I'm often found like climbing the fence and like hiding at Wittenover yeah. in the cupboard somewhere, so I've got to stop that this week to make sure <laughs> nobody else gets sick. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. You know, cough heaps. You just put that cough in there on purpose, didn't you? Just to yeah, just validate so really, it. Yeah, um, the um, dramatic equality. Of Fair that, enough. Uh, headlines for this week. Ed, uh, you've just put in Herald's Sun, Herald Sun article about Egg, and then you've done Ed, and then you've done two love hearts. Yeah, I've done the love hearts. I again. didn't get to read this one, so what? Tell oh, me a little bit okay. about it. So, um, in the Herald Sun this week, I believe it was like before the game, just like as a little fluff piece sort mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, my God. I tried to zoom in on it. <laughs> really far and gave myself a fright. <laughs> um, it's an... Ed- okay, I'm really... I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um, it is a really nice article about Ed Richards and, like, how he's um, changed from a Collingwood supporter to a Bulldog supporter and how his dad has as well. And there's a really nice photo of him, I think, with Lou and Ron Richards outside Victoria Park of him as a little baby with, like... A Collingwood awesome. hat on, which is only cute because he's a baby, not because he's wearing Collingwood colours. And he said, like, his dad, he said, he's, he, Ed says, I haven't really converted dad yet into a bulldog. He's still pretty black and white, but he might get there eventually, which is pretty nice. And he said that he's, you know, he used, he was a Collingwood supporter, is like the words that he yeah. used. Yeah. I often you know, find so. that, I find it weird, he, like, listening to dogs fan or dogs players that like oh and as a kid they supported this team you're like a lot of them no supported way. Richmond yeah like, Bob Murphy was Richmond yeah Bob um, I remember Tom Campbell I think oh, on really? one of his yeah Bonton Pally did um, I think even like Redpath did or something like I wonder a lot if of when them they come up against Richmond, Richmond where they just like have a soft spots for them or yeah it must be weird like because I can ima- like if they loved Richmond as much as we love the Bulldogs exactly I don't know if I would ever be able to like let Mm. Go Hypothetically, if you enough. get you get drafted 2000, 2020 or something, and you play against the dogs, do you reckon you'll go just like take the foot off the pedal a little bit and play eighty percent? Probably no. You got to play really well, so then they like <laughs> make a play for you <laughs> yeah. in the trade season. That's your incentive to play well. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, "Wow, she's really good." Um, the other headline wasn't really a headline, but Bevo was on Talking Footy on Monday night. Bit Some, of media exposure. Yeah, for which Luke Beveridge. Weird from Bevo, but he was. Uh, he's, just very Luke Beveridge. He defended the boys a lot. Uh, he, yeah, he quoted. used the quote, credit to the boys, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Which is amazing. That's my guy. Uh, and also, one of the interesting points was plan B is now plan A, mm-hmm. which I think is compounded by the fact that we have injuries. But yeah. I definitely agree that they've we started out quite tall, and now we've gone to be small and quick, which is back to that 2016. Yeah. So he kind of, yeah, he was talking about, he was like, oh, plan A was plan A, plan B is now plan A, and like all this other stuff. And then he kind of like in the next part um, talked about how they'd gone big to begin with and then, um, yeah, like because of injuries, but also because it obviously wasn't working, Mm. um, they've gone to be small. Um, And that was, I think, so I think that's what like our plan A was to start off with this like really big tall team and then plan B. Um, was to, yeah, field a much smaller team like we did in 2016. So I thought that was interesting. Like, it's one of those things that, like, of course it makes sense when you read it, but it was interesting to hear him, like, say it out loud. Um, And then Sam McClure asked him about all this stuff, 
He didn't name Barrett, but Sam McClure. Oh. Sam McClure was like, Damien Barrett like, <laughs> said this. And Bevo was like, oh, some journalists. He said that like ultimately they were trying to destabilise the workplace, like the Bulldogs' workplace. And I thought it was really nice because he said he got really protective, obviously, of the players, but also of the supporters. Because mm. it's hard to hear that as a supporter, that like the people that you look up to are all fighting. Yeah. Um, uh, but, and, and then, then yeah, he said he was offended by things that are really like speculative, speculative. <laughs> And put an extra syllable in there, um, <laughs> and it's like, and it's true. And then, but then, and he suggested to the journalists, like on the panel, the journalists and Wayne Carey, um, on the panel, that um, like they have to do their own sort of media watch sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and that by them coming out and like not speculating stops it from like the journalists who speculate yeah. from getting too out of control, which I thought was like interesting. So effectively, it's like you need to call out Damien Barrett on this kind of stuff because it, it ruins your yeah, reputation exactly. in the industry of journalists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I totally got that. And I think particularly because it was, um, like, on a different channel, they were pretty much like, yeah, yeah, of course, like, that sort of thing because they are, like, technically, I guess, like, rivals with Barrett. But then yeah, on... Um, channel 9, yeah. Yeah, on Channel 9, so Barrett's channel, um, Caro came for him in on Footy Classified. She wound back the uh, the bow, Caro's arrow. Caro's arrow, and I have a lot of respect for Caroline Wilson because um, without her, um, it would be harder for people like me, like women, to get into the mm-hmm. industry. So I respect her, and I think she's a good journalist. But God, she is negative. <laughs> yeah. Cheer up, Caro. She needs to listen again. Listening, she's got to listen to the kennel cough. Get that positive energy. Yeah. Going, because yeah, she's like, and I understand. Like, she would be so jaded after having to, like, break through into the industry and everything. But <laughs> That's just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. relax. And I thought it was interesting because, yeah, so she gets her arrow, pew, takes aim at Bevo um, over his irresponsible comments. And she asked Bevo, what on earth were you thinking? Now, I don't really watch Footy Classified, so I don't know if she generally, like, directs, mm. like, she literally directs arrow and, like, speak. It's like she's speaking to Bevo. And yeah, she no, she does, but it's okay, just cool. a, it's a, it's a strange, f- footy classified. This is a whole different conversation, but it's just like they'll, they're like three, like it's like the producer told them to say something that'll cause like that'll make a headline. Yeah, it's I like suppose because they've TV. got like nothing on Channel Nine <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the footy. They're like, God, we need ratings. Like, yeah, because yeah, people are going to be watching Channel Seven or Fox Footy, and um, and she's like, yeah, because Bevo said there's no doubt that some, who, some who take joy in having a potshot or two, and I suppose the journalist that spring to mind would be Barrett. And Caroline Wilson, mm. obviously more so Barrett. Um, and so she um, kind of had a go and she said, stop letting the interrogators bait you about the media and negative commentary. Well, like, don't comment negative things, mm-hmm. Caroline. Um, I don't really care who you were talking about, Luke, and neither should you, at least not publicly. Well, that's why he didn't name anybody, Caroline. Um, she said, um, do you honestly think journalists take pleasure out of the Bulldogs' struggles? And this is the part, the part I thought was really interesting. She said, journalists barrack for the story and your premiership was a cracker and your fall the following year was a great mystery. Of course we're all trying to solve it. Something clearly went wrong. So obviously they're barracking mm. again for a different narrative. That is the narrative that something has gone wrong. Not just that we're playing bad yeah. football, but something has gone wrong. So I thought that was interesting because it kind of like... You can take what she says, but also flip it back on her yeah. by being like, well, you barracked for one narrative. What's to say you can't barrack for another? Correct. I 100% agree. I think they'd try, like, th- they did barrack for the dogs in 2016, but as soon as that was done, they were like, all right, let's bring them back down now. And yeah, especially after we did, like, poorly. Mm. It's that sort of like, all right, here's another, yeah, exactly, narrative that we can push. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is pretty funny that she t- tells Beveridge he's better than that. And, like, how would you know? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Thanks, what if Mom. Bevo is... It? Yeah, exactly. It's that real kind of, well, like... Bevo made a comment, like, if I had a couple of... Uh, if there was some criminals in my family... Yeah, people would have a few flat tyres. <laughs> be a few I flat tyres. Like, oh. like, who are you, Bevo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought it was... um Yeah, I just think it's interesting when particularly journalists kind of, like, push that on coaches and stuff being like oh you're better than that or we should do this or we want more because that was that part of the conversation on talking footy was about having more access um to the clubs and like players mm. and things like that 
And it's true that if you continue to push sort of like narratives onto the clubs, they'll just be like, no, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna direct that narrative anyway. I'm not gonna tell you anything because I got other things to worry about. Yeah. Particularly if your club is going badly, you need to sort out your on-field stuff. Mm. So interesting. But I thought there was like obviously like slow news today, and so um, <laughs> Kara had to come in and kind of have a crack at Bevo. I mean, Bevo says he gets protective over the supporters. I get protective over Bevo. So like. <laughs> I don't know. Can it's just a big a circle of yeah, protection. Literally. Uh, next news article, news headline was that Suckling Suckling was named. Suckling. Um, <laughs> yeah. Suckling was named on the fullback line in the AFL Player Ratings Team of the Week, which is pretty good. Been, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Well. Like the Team of the Week stats are quite interesting to see, like who gets mm. the call up because you wouldn't necessarily say that Suckling was our best player, but I no. I think he was the only one from the Bulldogs who got in yep. to the team. So I just thought that was interesting. Very fascinating that, yeah, neither Hunter or Jack McRae got in, but mm. you know, if Suckling's in, I'm happy. Yep, somebody, um, somebody's got to fly the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Lockie Hunter has been offered a one-match suspension for going over and just throwing. Uh, was it He pushed Papley's, Papley's, face, into Papley's face into the ground. And I'm not happy with it. He knows he's old enough to know better. Right, Carol. Um Yeah, look, you're better than this, Lachlan. <laughs> Lachlan, I swear to God, <laughs> you don't shape up. But um, no, he's old enough to know better. But that being said, Papley is one of the players that when I see him, I'm like, God damn it. He's just got a really it. like punchable head. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with We don't condone violence on sin, but oh, God, no. Tom Papley has a punchable head. You know those people <laughs> that just have like an annoying face? I've just looked him Toby up. Toby Green. He's exactly a you. Oh, no, sorry. He's one year Minus a day older than me, Ooh. so we're pretty even, and we're the same height. So if I so was put you two into a ring, you'd be yeah, it's <laughs> be basically good. we're the same height. Oh, so great. let's try. And I don't know if this that. is an updated weight because he's a bit small. If that's the case, <laughs> but anyway, but I can, but like, look, and like the Swans really. I mean, last time they really gave it to JJ, so it was really cool to see this time that before the siren, it yeah, was like an it was all a in full melee. Melee, melee melee I don't know how to pronounce the word oh. I was hoping that you were, like I literally just do not say that word because I get rinsed full melee uh, <laughs> yeah. before the game my life <laughs> um, which was good because like and look it's at least it's Fremantle yeah. it's, like not under something Fremantle but it's not the end of the world and we had one Correct. out with suspension the week before so we've got one coming one in one come back in yeah um so, I don't know. Seems I can like understand. But I like how we just went over and just went... <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like... There wasn't... It was just like the... I think the ball up had been called or whatever. And it was just like everyone was slowly getting off one another. <laughs> and Lockie <laughs> Under walks over and just throws him into the into the dirt. And it was yeah, a bit confusing. Yeah, pushes his face in. Yeah. So, like, eat turf, Papley or something. I don't know. I hope he had, like, a funny line when he pushed his <laughs> yeah. face in. But... Look, I, I would like oh. us to stop getting suspended for just, like, yeah. throwing hands all the time. <laughs> like, I like the fight, and I like that we're representing, like, the West by just, yeah. like, like really having at it. But, yeah, I would... Less suspensions, the better. There seems to be a real, like, uh, detest for Sydney. Well, I oh, mean, yeah. we just... Like, maybe it's because of our history. We've always had close games. Mm. We beat them in the grand final. Uh, last year, they came after JJ. And then when they were having the fight before the game, I was like, oh, yeah, there is, like, a genuine rivalry And they here. are, like, because they got the Cola and they are, like, the Bondi billionaires as well. I yeah. think there's that sort of, like, Oh, it's total, divide. like, end of the spectrum. We've got the working-class Western suburbs. Yeah, versus, versus, like, Bondi. Bondi hipsters. North Shore. Yeah, exactly. And, like, even, like, in the crowd or whatever, there was, like, these guys sitting two rows in front of me who had, like, you know the people that wear, like, the nice jacket with, like, the scarf to the football? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. me and my sister were like, why did you wear that? Like, you look <laughs> stupid. Like, you're sitting... Unless you're going to a corporate box... Was he a Sydney a fan or was he yeah, a... Sydney okay, gotcha. Yeah, Sydney fans. Yeah, Sydney fans, I'm sure. I don't... Whew. Didn't need to say. But they were just really, like, weird the way that they were behaving and they were just getting, like, a bit annoying. Like, they, like, they just obviously didn't watch a lot of football and that's fine. Like, mm. everyone's working the football. I don't want to exclude people. Was it Malcolm people. Turnbull? But it was that sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah. It was the, like, sing the Sydney song for us, Malcolm. Yeah. And he's like, she, <laughs> what colours are they again? Like, you know what I mean? But it was yeah. pretty funny because at one point they were doing pretty well and it looks like, like, it was like, oh, Bulldogs, like, please do something. Yeah. And, and, in the cheer squad, they had the South sign because yeah. I used to be South Melbourne, obviously. And I just like leant over to my sister and I pointed at it, and I'm like, "We cared enough about our club to not yeah, get exactly. relocated." <laughs> so like, cop that, cop that. And <laughs> um, the last headline that one that was posted on the Western Bulldogs 
kind of website yesterday. It was this teaser trailer. It's called 287 Days. So excited. Yeah. It's the Jongumentary we've all been crying out for. <laughs> Jongumentary. I'm coining Has, that. Hashtag, hashtag Jongumentary. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, 270 Days. Cool. Uh, hopefully they've got the same documentary maker that did Outsiders because I felt oh, that that'd was be pretty cool. really, really nice. I just, I mean, I said it last week. Um, I come from a Lin Jong family where we respect and love Lin Jong. And I, if <laughs> there is some kind of, somewhere. if there is some kind of like uh, screening of the documentary, <laughs> we have um, a signed Lin Jong Guernsey, oh, which we will be wearing there. Amazing. Yep. My sister's got a bench Do you get too. dibs on it or do the other family members no, have it, a say? Well, or do it, the you thing share is, it around? Um, like, I don't know if he was his worn jumper, but we, it was in his first year. Yeah. And you could bid on the, like, the player Guernseys um, at yeah. like the auction online. And because it was his first year and he was a rookie or whatever, um, nobody bid on it. So, it was, like, one of the cheaper ones. So, Dad was like, yeah, mine as well. Lin Jong was very small mm. when he started football. And it does not... It only fits my little sister. But I really don't know if it was meant to stretch more or something. Like, I don't know if Jong-Yi was Maybe just, just do like, small. Maybe uh, I was going to say do a hot wash, but that actually shrinks it, doesn't it? So I have don't no do a idea. hot wash. I don't want to rub off the, um, yeah, the, the signature of it. Lin Jong. I wouldn't <laughs> wash enough. it. Are you kidding? Lin Jong's touched that. I'm not going to wash it. Uh, so hopefully that'll <laughs> come out soon and, you know, yeah, you can get have on your... Yeah, Hashtag Jongumentary. <laughs> Jongumentary. Uh, might do like a little Jongumentary viewing uh, or screening session. Oh, true. Studios <laughs> with all of our five fans. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's review the the game on the weekend. It seemed like it was overwhelmingly positive after the game, but during the game, the commentators were scathing towards the dogs. They just kept like saying that we looked terrible. Okay. It was yeah. I was at the game, so I didn't mm, hear the commentary, but you heard just, it on the radio. It was an odd one because uh, yeah, throughout the game, I can't remember who was commentating, but they were just like super critical of the dogs, saying how out of it we looked. And then when we'd get in it, it would, instead of being like, oh, the dogs have done well to work back into the game, it would be. The inaccuracy is killing the yeah. dogs. They, you know, this is why they aren't as good as Sydney. Rah rah rah. And then after the game, it seemed like all of the all of the commentary surrounding it was uh, overwhelmingly positive. You know, yeah. dogs probably should have won that game. You know, they they really took it to Sydney, who were flag you know, contenders, things like that. So yeah, exactly. I think yeah, watching the game, you could get quite frustrated. But there were so many bits in the first half that I was like, wow. Mm. Like, that's amazing. And, like, watching Aaron Norton play so well, like, in yeah. the, like around their forward line and things like that. And still, I mean, we missed a lot, but we had a lot of forward entries and they have a really good back line as mm-hmm. well. So, like, I mean, I rate Sydney really highly, so I was pretty happy. Um, I was saying to you before we started recording, the people sitting behind me in the second half when we started losing it, they just went so negative. They're saying yeah. that Aaron Norton needs to be dropped and, like, he's the worst kick in the no, AFL. No way. I was like, I want to turn around and be like, he's a boy. <laughs> yeah. He's a He's, he's a boy. younger than you and I, which is Yeah, scary. exactly, which is nuts. And, like, I'm barely tying my shoelaces, so <laughs> I don't know how Aaron Norton does all these intercept marking. And then, like, they really had it in for Mitch Honeychurch. Really? And I know we've the, championed uh, him on this podcast before, but I would do it, ag- I would do it again. Because they were so rude to him. They said he wasn't, like, VFO standard. They were, like, he's WRFL standard or something. And I was, like, he'd have to be, like, 10 kilos heavier to be WRFL. <laughs> and, like, they were just so... I think they were, like, he's lost us the game. He's lost But when Dunkley dropped that mark in the goal square... Yeah. Um, and it was interesting. Um, on, on the couch, Paul Roos had an interesting point in that Dunkley was doing the right thing by running foot, not turning around and grabbing it. Because he had an open goal square and he knew he had to be quick. Yeah. So going like running into the goal to play on was the right thing to do. Unfortunately, he just dropped it as he was running. Yeah. Um, because if he'd stopped, it would have given the two Sydney defenders time to like man up on him and spoil it anyway. So and Paul Roos was in like, fairness, yeah, in Josh Dunkley did the right thing. Yeah, and in, before that, uh, Dunkley missed one like in the forward pocket, about four minutes left. So. You know, he probably thought, I don't want to take another set shot. I'm yeah, just yeah, that's, on yeah, that's literally... Are you Paul Roos? Because that's literally what he yeah, said. He said I, his confidence <laughs> would have been down and he would have just wanted to like yeah. come through with it. Um, and he also pointed out that Ollie Florence shouldn't have played on. And it was lucky... That's another thing, yeah. And it was lucky that it's Tim, it was Tim English manning <laughs> him. Because like, imagine if it was JJ, he would have yeah, got like... done. Yeah, or Tori Dixon, as we now know. Who can, can run do down, tackle. Chase down, tackle. Exactly. So, interesting there. I did a little bit of homework because Ooh. as much as I love to be the super optimistic and positive podcast that we are, we did lose the game. We had a number of opportunities and oh, so I many. went back and rewatched the last quarter and I time-stamped all the chances we had. 
So at the 11-minute mark, Dalhouse oh missed on a tight angle. And I didn't have lots to do yesterday. That's <laughs> missed on a tight angle. Take a pick of it was this. 64 so to 78. <laughs> at the 10 and a half minute mark, Dunkley missed the snap from the left forward pocket. Tight angle, but that okay. would have put us uh, within six points. At the four minute mark, Dunkley missed another one on the right forward pocket, which would have put us uh, about a goal in. And then a minute later, the one we just talked about, Dunkley spills the goal running into, spills the mark, pardon me, running into open goal. And then with a minute left, Caleb Daniel uh, on the run, 45 meters out, kicked it and it just fell short. So that's one, two, three, four, five chances we probably would and should have kicked, but um, it just seems to be a consistent problem with the doggies. We, we yeah. can't kick straight, or we I can't kick out. Consistent. Hey, <laughs> consistency is key. But I'm trying to, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to keep positive. But yeah, so many, well, like you can't put it down to Honeychurch, or you, you can't, can't put no, it down exactly. um, to. Um, like if Norton miskicked something, you can't put it down to Dunkley doing what it was. There was so many, and it's the butterfly effect. You know? It is. So yeah. Forget that. Do we accidentally turn? Do they just kick two yeah, goals? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know. You never know. Um, we did field. Let's go to the a couple of positives. We did field the least experienced team, which must be like the fourth week in a row. Yeah. Um, yes, literally, we've had the youngest team every four rounds. Hmm. Sydney's not. Adelaide's the oldest team, but Sydney's the most experienced. The, so so most least, games played, yeah. Yeah, it was the youngest and least experienced versus most experienced, and we only lost because we can't kick straight. Yeah, which is, as you said, like the guy behind you that was uh, berating Norton, it's easy to think Norton's played three, four years, but yeah, fourth game. No, they just um, didn't really know what was going on. No. You know, sometimes you hear people talking, and it's like N- Nuffy's IRL, Nuffy's 3D, yeah. and you're like, you don't actually understand how football works. Uh-huh. And there's a few things that they said, like, oh, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they kick to there? And I was like, like, I was sitting here with my sister and then one of my friends who I play footy with, and we were like, we would get in trouble if we are doing the thing that you're suggesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like AFL players. Like, it was just... I love those armchair coaches that just, like, oh my they God. think they know what's going on. I'm like... Have you ever Don't kick it backwards. Don't yeah. kick it back. It's like, oh my gosh, just let it's them called, do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's called a switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, another positive looked like it was pretty fast and flowing footy, which is exciting. And yeah, a lot of a lot of people were just saying, for what was a terrible round of footy, that was the one game that was actually exciting and yeah, engaging to watch. Oh, I don't know. Richmond Brisbane really got the heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're a Brisbane fan, particularly, <laughs> oh, Brisbane kicked two goals for the game. Okay, uh, yeah. In case you weren't. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, another positive, we, we worked back into the game twice. Yeah, and we, we kind didn't of out give of up, huh? Well, we, we hit the lead and then we uh, let Sydney get back into it by half time. And then three-quarter time, they sort of started the third quarter quite on top. And then we got back into it again and yeah. wrestled our way back in, which is really, really positive. Yeah, Bevo pointed out as well that like because Sydney are older, they would know how to close out games. Versus yeah. a lot of these players haven't played together for that long slash have not played for that long. Mm. And so they don't have that experience to kind of know what to do when the game's getting like that. But I thought we did a pretty good job, um, yeah, staying in it, like you were saying. What do you think of um, Eastern Wood going to to Buddy. Did you... He was doing such a good job yeah, in the I first half. Great. And then, yeah, in the second half, he just got way off the leash. I can't remember what it was, but Bevo just came out and admitted, like, oh, you, you got to take three, four goals any day of the week from Buddy because he's just... Yeah, because like, he can he's, kick he's eight. Mm. Like. <laughs> and I think he could have kicked five. He missed an easy one in the last quarter. Mm. Or maybe he missed... And then there was one, he got it on the boundary line. And yeah, there was definitely one that he missed really bad because I was like, Buddy, I've always really liked you. <laughs> like, if you could just miss this, just this I know voice. that you're like one of my favourite non-Bulldogs and he missed it. And I was like, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. Aaron Norton, four game. I got four AFL coaches' uh, votes. Yeah, again. Which is pretty outstanding. Vote for each game. He's the intercept uh, Mark King, which mm. is great to see because in the first two rounds it seemed like we were trying to play him as like a lockdown defender, which just isn't what we drafted him as. So yeah, no, when he's playing cool. this rebound, I think he defender. plays well like on a player still, mm. but he's really good at like similar to Eastern Wood at like coming off the player. He's just Correct. a bit taller as well, which is nice. Agree. And there's one little tweet I saw. I can't remember who tweeted it, but. Um, he timestamped it. So if anyone wants to go back and look at this, 13 minutes 35 on the clock in the fourth quarter, uh, Norton runs back and makes a spoil, leaves his man and makes a spoil, and Buddy gives him a little tap on the butt to oh, say, yeah. that's cute. You're going to be a little future star. Yeah. So bum even Buddy's, Buddy's uh, getting on the bum taps for the doggies, which is great to see. Yes. 
Uh, let's move on to what happened in the, the reserves. Boyd, if you haven't heard, kicked a bag. Yeah. Five goals in the wet. <laughs> yeah, true. Se- all, all in the second half because mm. I think the rain cleared up yes. in the second half. And I knew that because I watched the re- the the highlights and it looked like two different games. One, there's yeah. like the shun- sun shining quite brightly uh-huh. and the other one, it's just like pelting hail and rain. Yeah, the house turns are pretty big. It was an interesting weekend for football. <laughs> But surprisingly, Boyd uh, played as an inside mid, which is not where you would have expected a yeah, guy that size it. to kick five goals. <coughs> um, yes, I heard Bevo saying that um, because it was hard to get Shaki and Boyd into the game. Mm. They were put on ball for a little bit. Um, and Tom Boyd, okay as an inside mid because he's hard to tackle. Yep. But he kicked two of his five as an inside mid. Mm. Interesting. Just another, Bevo hates... Hates key position players. Yeah. <laughs> with a passion. Like, mm. to this How tall is Tom Boyd? Like, six foot. It'd be at least 200 centimetres, I think. Yeah, he is too, isn't he? He's two, mm. I think he is 200 centimetres. Like, <laughs> what other 200 centimetre uh, yeah, like, inside mid is there in the comp just ever? Stick him. And he's not that sort of. And not to say that he's not, like, agile, but if you look at, like, um, Tim English, mm. he's much more, like, graceful. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas Tom Boyd is just, like, it's like a bulk. Big body. Like a big bulk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, inter- I don't know, interesting. I don't <laughs> want to see him as an inside. If we play him as an inside mid, well, I'll lose my mind. Kicked two goals while he was playing as an inside mid. But so against, against Coburg. Yeah, that's the big caveat, isn't it? Yeah. That it was against Coburg. Next week, they're playing Geelong. So, that'll be a real test. Geelong beat us in the practice match yeah, in the VFL. Yeah. So, like this is obviously if Tom Boyd stays in the twos, that'll be a really good uh, good test to see where he's at. Yeah, because I wouldn't be surprised, like, give him another week. Because all this, like, again, online, people are like, so Tom Boyd's obviously going to come in for yeah. Redpath because Redpath didn't do anything. And I'm like, Redpath did lots. Or it's pretty funny how Redpath was played as a loose man in defence, right? Yeah. And those people sitting behind me were like, uh, what's Redpath meant to be doing in defence? And literally two seconds after I said that, he took an intercept mark and, like, rebounded it. And I was like, maybe that's why. Because uh, we're getting, like, assaulted in the back half. Yeah. And we, like, played, like, eight defenders mm-hmm. and three forwards. And then they were like, oh, there's no one up forward to kick two and I'm like because we have to have him in defence because we're under siege <laughs> yeah. like I don't um, uh, anyway. um, so some other notable performances Tom Campbell who we were saying last week is a little bit of a forgotten soldier at the dogs kicked two goals and had a whopping 47 hit outs which Dang. is pretty impressive for a tall man in what we as we said was pretty wet conditions yeah. uh, nice and Lucas Webb 32 disposals and 7 tackles nice seems like Lucas Webb is just such a fringe play like he's mm. too good for the VFL uh, but when he comes to the AFL just really struggles to you know have that impact but mm. fingers crossed he can come back in and rip yeah. it up Jordan Roughhead played which is very awesome he suffered that concussion yeah had 18 disposals 5 marks 5 tackles and good. also had 38 hit outs which is impressive but with big Tim English our favourite man second effort English yeah. running around I don't know uh where Jordan Ruffhead comes back into the side. Yeah, no. I mean, he comes back into the side. I just don't know. I wonder what that dynamic looks like. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting. And I think um, it was interesting to see how Lipinski did. He got two goals, but only 12 disposals and yeah. six tackles. So well, maybe they were playing him more as like a half forward or something. Mm, but kicked four last week, Lipinski. So yeah, and had like massive amounts of disposals. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, they could have... Oh, I suppose they would have known because I'm trying to think who they would have like taken off at maybe like half time in case they needed an emergency yep. for the game. But uh, Josh Shackey was a little bit disappointing. Nine disposals, two marks, and one tackle. But he also suffered a bit of a calf injury. He was yeah, he rolled his oh no, he oh, had ankle, a calf. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he that's had right. a calf injury. He was coming back from it and rolled his ankle. Yeah, so, so finished the game with ice on the ankle. Not good. Uh, and as we said, next week they're travelling down to. We're going to say Cadinia Park, Kidinia not GMH, GMHBA Stadium, uh, to take on the much. Cats on Saturday. Yeah, very exciting. Hopefully uh, better weather. I think it actually is warm on Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'll be... Hopefully that suits us with our yeah. kind of tall VFL side. Yes. Fingers crossed. Uh, and Nuffy, Nuffy of the Week? Yeah. So, last week, um, <laughs> our man Brandt... Um, Who just went on, like, an absolute... Oh, he just was throwing out heat to any player that he could. Yeah, basically, he was the one that suggest, um, that said Honeychurch, John Wallace and Gowers wouldn't get a That's game. One, yeah. Also, with Wallace not having yet played. <laughs> um, and that we, that we should have delisted Honeychurch and Jong. 
Yeah. So How are we going to have a jongumentary <laughs> if we've delisted Jong? Hashtag jongumentary. But, yes. um, yeah, so here is a big winner. So, Bryant, well done. You win the Kennel Cough Nuff of the Week. Yeah. And your prize is the satisfaction of knowing that yeah. you're wrong. Um, please so wrong. bring back the award because we have to give it to another person this week. Yeah. Uh, we've got two nominees, as we do every week. Uh, yeah. I'll read out the first one. It's from Matt. And he... Uh, <laughs> this was just... I picked this one because I just thought, why? Yeah. Um, bring the duck in to fix up this goal-kicking issue. Uh, Wayne Carey wouldn't be able to hold a football anymore <laughs> yeah. because he shakes so much. Yeah. Because he has a substance issue. So, it, well, it appears that he has a substance issue. Um, he, <laughs> he shakes too much. Also, like... Can we just keep him away from the club as well? He's like, a bad I, man. Two, um, we got One, I don't like him as a commentator. Two, I just don't like him as a person. Like... I am... Um, I do a history a of glassing bit. his... His wife, uh, outside of the bar, and yeah, just stuff like that. He's a bad man. Um, also, um, he's a bad commentator, and Awful. I don't think. I mean, yes, he can kick goals, but I think he's one of those people that is naturally talented and therefore has will have trouble. Like, does he have yeah. any coaching? So it'd be like just kick it through the big sticks. That's and all you got to do. That's <laughs> the, oh my god! If I close. I mean, if I close my eyes, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> you're listening to the podcast, did you just think it was so Wayne Carey So Duck just Carey walked then? in and then he left I know, <laughs> that's crazy. That sounded exactly like him. As somebody who dabbles in special comments, my go-to thing for myself is I think to my, I'm like, is this too obvious to say? Then I think, would Wayne Carey say it? And if the answer to that question is yes, I don't say it. Because chances are the people listening know. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Because he is, like, naturally talented, he doesn't understand what people know and what people don't know and what people need to learn. So I reckon he'd be a shocking coach. But also, why him? Yeah. Why not Sav Rocker? You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone, yeah. Why don't they bring back... I'd, I'd like to see Barry Hall. He seemed like a pretty, yeah, Barry pretty good Hall. kick in front of goal. Um, I mean, he, w- he did punch a few people, but still, like, literally better Brad, person I think than Brad Duck. Johnson went oh, down yeah. as, like, a uh, during the off-season to Geelong. Why not get Brad... Down to the Bulldogs, where he mm. belongs. You know what I mean? Suckling and um, Tory Dixon, yeah, they could just become like part-time players, part-time coaches. Something. They seem like they're pretty, pretty good in front of goals. Carey. But yeah, I'd take, have, I'd take Zane Cordy before I, I would, took. <laughs> I'd have <laughs> Ace Cordy back. <laughs> I would have, I'd have Sherman back before. I, <laughs> no, no. Oh, the Shermanator. <laughs> so that was that was Matt. That was our first nomination. Second one. How do we want to do this? Do we want to? Because it's it's a conversation. So there's. Two potential okay. people. Yeah, there's we two, did pinch this one off AFL. <laughs> yeah. Duffy's on AFL pages because it was so funny. Uh, it was. So I'd I like to. I credit. came back to it yesterday and laughed again. It's like, just it, I've read it five times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Um, so we'll read it out. It features a man called Stephen and a man called Anthony. Stephen posted, uh, "If Dunks, so if Dunkley has moved forward because the midfield talent." pool is full, <laughs> then trade him. He's not a forward. See, that's pretty nuffy in itself. That's, because yeah. I argue that, yes, he is a forward <laughs> and that we shouldn't trade him. Right? So, there you go. There's your first. This is uh, like I'll play Stephen. You go. You go. You play Anthony. This is nuffception. So, this is Anthony. <laughs> I can really... I want to be Anthony because I really relate to him. Um, you're lucky. Wrong you're. I am going home on a boat and it's unsteady. <laughs> Otherwise, you would really cop it. You effing lowercase c... Capital C, <laughs> cockhead. I feel like we're allowed to say yeah. that. I have I walked cock. three Ks out of my way thinking <laughs> about what you have said. Give it away, mate. You have no idea what do you think we should do with Redpath, you F-stick. Oh, Anthony. I, sorry, I, when I gave you this ride, ride, the next four messages were from Anthony. Yeah, and so the youngest <laughs> team in the league against the oldest, that's factually incorrect, lose by a goal, you F-wick, all in capitals. <laughs> um, you're really lucky I have... Oh, you're really are lucky I have to get up at four, cockhead. <laughs> Uh, he's like, so angry. So much. <laughs> but it's true. People so, don't know what to do with Dungley. They don't know what to do with Redpath. He walks three k's <laughs> out of his way, out of his way. A, but he's on a boat, so <laughs> he got off the boat. Yeah. He got off the boat. He, he anchored the boat. Three k's the other way. Thinking about what this guy said, give it away. He says, "I like how you have no idea. What do you think we should do with Redpath?" <laughs> and it, oh, it's just he just brings it in. And like, and he makes a 
point. Like, I mean, he did get it factually incorrect, but the youngest team in the league. Yeah. I like how he's passionately defending. <laughs> I think what I like about he's Anthony. so passionate. Yes, is that he's not having a go at, like, you know, like, or like the other guy. Like, oh, you know, bring in the duck or whatever. <laughs> fix, fix something with the Bulldogs. He's like, no. Like, you don't know anything. We've got to do this with the Bulldogs anyway. Like, you don't know what to do with Dunkley. You don't know what to do with Redpath. I've walked three Ks. That's a fair effort. Like, three Ks would take <laughs> a while. To try and clear his mind. <laughs> try and clear his head. Because this guy's wound him up so much. Mm. And I just really relate to that. And he has to get up at four, so... <laughs> he's like, I'm going to say I'm gonna say that Anthony's uh, a sailor. <laughs> he's come in... Maybe he's in a the fisherman. A fisherman, maybe. that's one. And then he's, you know, has to get up at four because that's when the fisher... At the best to catch, I assume. And I don't then, know. I don't know. I live <laughs> inland. <laughs> but I reckon sure. Anthony might be related to Dunks because he has taken this. Uh, oh, true. Very closely to heart. He had to. He had a long. He he had a long walk home. Dunkley is from somewhere in Gippsland. Yeah, he is. Maybe <laughs> he's out like Lake Central. Dunkley. <laughs> just say Gippsland's a little bit further than three k's out of Melbourne. So no, no, no. But this guy caught a boat. Oh, okay. Out to yeah, him. yeah, yeah. He, he, what? Maybe he he um <laughs> sailed his boat. From like Lake's entrance to Docklands, mm. right? I mean, Eddie had works for works for fishermen, works for sailors. They they don't call it Docklands for nothing. Because he yeah exactly he docked his boat at the land mm-hmm. in which Eddie had Stadium sits, and then he went back home and he was going to go home to his house in presumably Lake's entrance or in maybe Meetung, oh, yeah. Meetung, God's country, that beautiful <laughs> part of the world. And he's and he's and he's gone. I can't go home. Like I'm so upset about this. So he walks three k's, and then he's like, you know what? No, like this is enough. And then he's like, he's lucky he has to get up at four because otherwise he would do some more pacing and some more riding. <laughs> but he has to go to bed because he's got to get up at four the next morning oh, to go just, out on the boat. I imagine him walking and just kicking everything that he can possibly yes, kick. Like he climbs kicking a tree. Any rubbish that's on the ground or yeah, he would he, have been furious. He climbs a tree and he sings a song. A lonesome song to help himself calm down. <laughs> Let's talk about injuries. Because this is something that makes me walk three kilometres out of my mm-hmm. way. But <laughs> well, let's start with the good news because maybe Trengove might be able to play this weekend. So that he cracked good. his shoulder uh, like two weeks ago. And then, oh, sorry, it was against Essendon. Cracked his shoulder blade. And then they reckon he could be back as soon as next week, which is bizarre because I know originally it was reported that it was going to be like five weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know what shoulder blade's healing time No is. idea. Maybe he drinks lots of milk and his bones <laughs> are so strong. Uh, but I imagine Trengove would be coming through. Do you reckon he'd come through the twos? And then I would see him come through the twos. I just don't think... Like the form that Tim English is in and Redpath being back, I don't really see who we drop before bringing yeah, back in. Yeah, I would bring Cordy back in before I bought Trengrove. Yeah, fair call. Uh, Clay Smith's been sidelined. I know, another knee op. Awful. Like a preventative one, I think. Yeah, so I mean, at least it's not like he got another ACL. Another, yeah, another ACL. It's something that's like been planned, and I assume that the docs are all over it. So hopefully, it just is good news for Clay and. Shaki is another one that is a bit... They have to do tests on it, but as we said, finished his uh, VFL game with his ankle wrapped up in ice. Yep. Uh, we'll quickly run over all the other injuries. Marcus Adams' ankle, still about five to six weeks away. Kieran Collins, four to five weeks. He's done his ankle. The Crozier has injured his knee two to three weeks. How so do you pronounce that? Crozier. Isn't it just Crozier? Crozier. 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 Oh my god. And that sounds oh like la a la. bit French, doesn't it? Mm. How then? Is he Hayden Crozier? Le cousin Crozier. de Marc Lacroix? Lacroix. <laughs> Maybe. Lacroix. Oh god. Uh, Libba's obviously out for the rest of the season. <laughs> Don't have to remind me. He's <sighs> a choked sub there. Brad Lynch, VFL player, speed stuff. Yeah, another stuff. hamstring. Sucks, yeah. Nine, up to nine weeks out, which is awful because I thought we might see a little bit of him this season. He's been on the list for a little while. Mm. Dale Morris's knee still six to eight weeks out and gosh, we will be loving it when he gets back. Liam Picken is a very, very sad story. His concussion is indefinite. So um, He was training though yesterday. Yeah. Um, kicking the fo- I don't think he was doing like proper training. Or did anything, you see this in the forum that yes, someone I spotted did. him? I think her Noble? name is Leonie. 
if okay. I can't oh, remember. Weird. I think. Oh no, I did. I totally screenshotted it. Um, just to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. She's doing the investigative. Yeah. Oh, Lee Goody. Goody. G O U D I E. If you're listening, Lee. Lee Goody. Thanks for these pics. She takes off to pixel training, which is cool. Um, and yeah, Goody. so he's like running around the boundary, bouncing the ball, having a little kick. So that's good that he's out. That's doing really good anything. to see. Because like last week, the the reporting was that he can't. Uh, like loud music in the the change rooms and you know being around the boys it just sends him like it yeah. really hurts his brain so good to see that he is back on the pitch but yeah I just still probably don't see him coming back oh no and I wouldn't one, want two, him three to. weeks no um, not at all and yeah on the couch um, Jonathan Brown obviously cousin of Liam Pickett oh yeah yeah I forgot about that um, yeah um, and somebody else, something about that family they mm. just love smacking their heads around yeah. um, was like talking to him about it and saying like look it like for him it took months and then all of a sudden it clicked and he could come mm. back and like maybe that'll happen for you Fingers and crossed. so at least Pickens got someone that he can talk to about that sort of thing because I can imagine having like concussion problems can be pretty isolating yeah oh, absolutely uh, let's preview next week we play the Dockers mm-hmm. in the brand new Optus Stadium in Perth on Saturday Yeah, they Saturday got a new night. stadium over there. Have you heard? No, I because I was <laughs> expecting to play at Subiaco. I, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to play there. But um, the last time we've played Frio, we've only won, and we won that game that was at Etihad Stadium, round one, 2016. Yep. Which, uh, 2016, was it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, because I remember. Jake Stringer was hailed, you know, next I summer. was, because yeah. I remember there was a meme that was going around that was, like, after that one game. It was, like, tag a Bulldog supporter who says this is their year just because they beat Freel. <laughs> and my friend, Brandon, if you're listening, <laughs> tagged me in it and was, like, ha-ha, because he backs for Hawthorne. Yeah. So they just come off the three-peat and he just loves to just rub my face in the dirt oh, about the fact that I back for the Bulldogs, he backs for Hawthorne. And he was, like, ha-ha, you think it's your year. Little did he know it mm. was our year. So I, that's how I remember that it was the 2016. Yeah. We lost to him before that, the historic final series in 2016. Yes. That was a funny game. We played Libra in the ruck. We played Junkie <laughs> in the ruck. We played Lin Jong in the ruck. I uh, think my theory is, because that game was dead rubber. Yeah. Right? Like, it didn't matter. It depended on the Hawthorne-Collingwood game, mm-hmm. whether where we finished in the finals. Bevo was like, look, it's Pav's last game. Let's just experiment a bit. Chances are we might be back at this oval what a Bevo in a couple do. of weeks. That's what I think. Yeah. I think, dead rubber, let's just muck around, suss out what this oval's like, give Pav the send-off he deserves, yeah. and then come back a couple yeah. of weeks later. No injuries. Smash the Eagles. Eason would nearly exactly. got injured, but you know what? Exactly. No more injuries. Remember, we had that big injury list, and then Huge. like five of them came back. For the next game. That is my theory mm-hmm. that we gave Pav a winning send off. Yeah, and then last time we played him, we lost by 16 points last year at Subiaco. So let's hope the new stadium brings us a little bit of luck. Yeah, but well, we're undefeated at uh, Perth. Stadium. <laughs> so a Freo, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, they're two spots above us on the ladder, and they are the favourites to win, which is bizarre. I'd think doggies would I be. I suppose because it's at home, sort true. of thing. True. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I said, yet to lose at Optus Stadium. They're coming off a 30-point <laughs> loss to GWS. So that was well, played in Canberra. I mean, going by that math, we should lose to them by 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basic, <laughs> basic math. <laughs> this is a football. Um, no, it'd be interesting. I think us and Dockers are pretty, like, I suppose, um, it'll just be like, who have we got that'll match five? Mm. At the at the clearances, it'd be interesting to see if Honeychurch goes to him because Honeychurch did a very nice um, job on merit to last week in the Essendon game. Yeah, that's true. So he has, but like Fife is just like massive. He is. So it's just a big, just a big boy. Do you see uh, maybe Bont going head to head like a? That two, would be cool. Yeah, that'd be very cool. They play like that similar thing. Like, oh, you should put him forward, but they're yeah. in the middle. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a good test for Bont and Pelly as well. Correct. Because uh, I think. Uh, uh, he's. I reckon Bontepelli is more agile, but Fife is um, just stronger. Yes. It will be interesting to see Tim English take on Aaron Sanderlands. Aaron Sanderlands is a little bit bigger than Tim English, as just we know. Just a little bit. Uh, a little bit more muscly. But uh, <laughs> the, West, the West Australian has reported that they may rest uh, Aaron Sanderlands before the Derby. Derby. Derby, uh, Derby. in WA. Derby, because uh, he'll be taking on Nick Natanui, which I think is a bit of a jab at... Tim English, oh. suggesting he's not a very good ruckman. Ooh, I so. would take Timmy over Nick Nat any day. No, look, because of my loyalty <laughs> to Tim, I would have to say that. But 
I do love Nick Nat. Yeah, if yeah, you were given the choice, Nick Nat and Tim English, of course you'd take Tim English now, every other yes, week. Yeah. Because development. Exactly. And I haven't seen Tim English do an ACL yet. Whereas <laughs> <God>. <laughs> touch wood. It's only a matter of time if he's at the Buno. <laughs> oh. uh, fingers crossed. And then It's a rite of passage if you want to play for this club. Um, Freer will be without their speedy midfielder, Brad Hill, which is very, very handy for us. Yep. Uh, so, honestly, I think we're shaping up very, very well. It's, we're matched up pretty well. Apparently, Mundy was on, like, light duties. Okay, good. During the week, because he's underrated, I think. Yeah, he play, played really well on the weekend, Living the old boy. Fife's shadow. Yep. Um, and apparently, Tabernet was also on light duties, but is... Do I find Matt Tabernet threatening? Probably not. <laughs> no offence to him. But nah. He's, it, um, he could play for the Bulldogs with his scoring accuracy, I think. But. Yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, who do you, so, Cordy will come back in. I'm hoping so. I think Cordy has been playing so well. That I agree. It's a shame he got suspended because now it's kind of like, oh, who does he come in for? But I suppose it, we can just do a sweet, straight swap. A yeah. sweet swap with Hunter. The only other people that may came, come in... Would be make maybe Jordan Roughhead or Pat Lipinski, as we said. Yeah, he's, he's been, been ripping it up well. in the two. But yeah, in his last game, like that's the thing. It'll be interesting because I would have been like, oh, if you wanted another midfielder in for Hunter, you could bring Lipinski. But then last week wasn't so good. But maybe he just had an off, yeah, off week or like he wasn't getting much of the ball or they tagged him because he's getting so good. Yeah, and I don't think there's anyone in the team from last week that really deserved to be dropped either. That's what omitted, I think. You know? Like, there was a few of them who made a few blues, but, and, like, the people behind me were <laughs> baying for Honeychurch's blood, but, like, <laughs> I think he is, a, he plays his role, and he's always trying really hard, and after you do such a good job on merit, you can't just, like, the next week be like, oh, you miskicked it yeah, you twice, one, along yeah, yeah. with the rest of the team. And there's this guy that sits in level three at Eddie Had that and said, he, he said. wants your blood. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's now he the wants, match, the match committee. He wants to dropped to the <laughs> WRFL. <laughs> wants you to play for Spotswood. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I suppose. And, I mean, Biggs didn't set the world on fire. But then That's again, the other like, one, yeah. But we yeah. always, a similar thing with him and like Lucas Webb. Like, they go back to VFL and they tear it up and they come. Mm. But he's a similar thing in that he plays his role pretty yep. well. Must be pretty hard just to, like, you have one... You, you know, if you're Shane Biggs or Lucas Webb, you're like, all right, so I've got one chance. I've been put back into the ones. This is my yeah. one chance. If I if I know I play bad, I'm going to go back to the twos. It'd be nice to just see, like, you know, if they just said to Biggs, you know what, yeah. you didn't you didn't light the world on fire, but keep Biggsy and Red in the same yeah. team. Don't split them <laughs> yeah. up. Don't make one of them go all the way to Perth without the other one. They'll die. They'll have exactly. separation anxiety. One of them will shrivel up and die. Yeah. Please <laughs> keep them together <laughs> for as long as possible. Yes. Let's go to social media. We'll wrap it up with this because there's been some good stuff on social media of late. Mm, starting with boys. a new photo of Tom Liberatore every day. Yeah, that's a fun um, Facebook page that somebody runs. Somebody has left a really... Um, I urge you to go look at this because somebody has left a really funny rating of it, like giving it one star. And I did stalk through his profile and one of his photos was with Libba, so I don't know if they're friends, but it was like, get a... You obviously are on the doll. You like, <laughs> get a life instead of looking at pictures of Libra all the time or something. It's really, he does call him like he, he just says like you're on the doll or something. <laughs> it's just really odd. It's just a really odd review. Uh, so I urge you to go surely, look at yeah, this page. Surely one it, of the if, friends, if not the admin. Yes, if to see photos of Libra, but also to read that review from that mm. guy. And good. if you get there, look at this photo from two days ago. Yeah, it was. Libba with you know he's got his he's got his crutch. Uh, I think I didn't realize, but he's in the hand. toilet. I yeah. didn't realize till I read the comments and someone's like, "Let the man go to the toilet," <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Oh, true, that is." A <laughs> There's like two guys in the background oh, at yeah. the urinal, uh, and someone just whipped out their phone and taking a f- photo of Libba. I'm gonna say it's a it's a bar. I don't know. Urinal. I like. I wanted to um talk about this picture because he has a t-shirt on that says steamed yeah, hams. That's like the best from thing. The Simpsons and Libba also has um I've seen on Instagram again social media. He obviously is a Simpsons fan because he has a stone cutters tattoo. Oh really? Like you know the one that Homer has at the birthmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's way too. I know way too much stuff. Well, there was a phase where Libba would every week just change his like his picture on Instagram to a different Simpsons character. I think I've gone through that phase as well. <laughs> Uh, just copy and liver, or yeah. did liver copy you? No, we're just in sync. We're ah, like soul enough. sisters. <laughs> um, Jack Redpath posted on his Instagram story oh, yes. a photo of um, for anyone that watches Bachelor in Paradise. My Jared, sister, yeah, my girlfriend <laughs> it, loves it. Jared kissing uh, 
can't remember the girl's name. Kira. It's Kira. Kira. I don't watch it, but I know because <laughs> I was really into like the regular Bachelor, but I haven't had time to get into the spin-off. Do you know who does watch it and does get into it? It's Jack Redpath. Shane Biggs and Jack <laughs> Redpath. And the, but yeah, so anyway, they're having a bit of a pash. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh. Um, and then Redpath's expression is like... He's kind of... So, let me describe He's edited his face into... Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's edited his face. Like, there's a little thing you can do on um, Instagram where you make, like, a sticker of your own face. Mm. And he's, like, just looking at it, but his mouth is slightly downturned. <laughs> and his looks eyes just, are... He looks sad. And his, like, eyebrows are slightly, <laughs> like, ruffled. Like, furrowed. Yeah. And his mouth is slightly downturned. And he's like this. He's like this. On, yeah. the, on a podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm showing you, <laughs> Caleb. But yeah, he's no, like, do I'll you think, for the do, have, have I explained this correctly? Yeah, nail right, on correct. the head, bang. And he, yeah, he has that bit of sadness in his eyes. He's, it looks a bit, he looks a bit like, not repulsed, but he is slightly sad and recoiling. Yeah. He's recoiling a little well, bit. Is it, meant to, away is it meant to suggest that he yeah. looks like Jared? Because Jared's thin and does not no, look, does I not don't think, think like so. Red I don't Barson. think Jack Redpath looks like Jared mm. from The Bachelors at all. I, so Jack Redpath's just, you know, sad. I think he's just uncomfortable about <laughs> it, and I don't blame him. I am so uncomfortable about it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like uh, Jared one bit from what I see in little snippets out of Ella's viewing. Um, yeah. Billy Gow has posted a very funny poll after we kind of... we. We were a bit upset with his goal kicking last week, so he posted a poll because we know he listens to the show. Um, <laughs> will we? Will yeah? He's got his new new Adidas okay. Adidas trainers. Yeah, they're they're pretty nice. They're yeah. like a lime a, green, mm. you would say, maybe like a lime green and like a navy blue on the tongue and the the bit that goes around your ankle. Look, they're Adidas. pretty nice wheels. Yeah, Adidas, not Asics. Interesting. Ah. Bulldog sponsor Asics. He didn't get maybe personal sponsor Adidas. Well, maybe if he kicks straight, well, you know he might what get an Asics sponsorship. You know what Adidas stands for? All day I dream about... Um, sport? Sport. No, I, I was trying to... I was hoping I would come up with something by the time I got to the end of the sentence, but I didn't. <laughs> is that true or is it just like... No, the guy's like, name is Adidas, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. It's, he's German. People say it stands for all day. I used to tell people that, yeah, all day I dream about The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Which could be applied to Libba, maybe. Oh, yeah. But um, no, the, it is based off the guy's name. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to tell you that. Well, but yeah, the, the, the main point of this social media <laughs> post is that the poll is, will these make me kick straight? And you've got two choices. You've got no way and lol, you kidding. So Billy Gowers kicked one goal on the weekend. He didn't kick any behind, so it means he was at least accurate in that he didn't... Yay. You know, 100% accuracy. Uh, yeah. Would love to see him kick more goals because he could have kicked a bag in the past two weeks. So hopefully the boots come in and help him in those in the future. Yes. Uh, that's pretty much all we have time for because I have to run off to my uni class. What? <laughs> yeah. This isn't your whole life? I know. Kidding? Uh, but yeah, soon it will be my whole life when this blows up, when you rate us on iTunes. Five yes, stars. And thank you to the people who have rated us and left a nice yeah. review. That was really kind. I looked so at them the other day and it warmed the cockles of my heart. So uh-huh. thanks to everyone who has. And it means the world to us when you tweet to us and you, you know, share it with all your friends. So yep. get on to us at, uh, at You've Twitter. you definitely got more Kennel friends than we do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because we alienated them all by talking <laughs> about the Bulldogs all the time. We're just in their face. Hey, have you seen our podcast? Kennel Cough Pod. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for giving us some love. Um, and we'll be back next week. See you later.